Boom. Hello and welcome to the Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast with your host, Byron Rogers. This podcast is dedicated to the executive protection practitioner, the private security professional. In this podcast, we're going to talk about the mental, emotional, psychological, physiological fitness that goes into being an efficient and effective executive protection agent. Whether you're in law enforcement, whether you're a mom that's looking at how to protect your children or a father that's focused on how to protect his family. I believe this podcast has something for all of you. We might even get into some tales from the crypts of true Hollywood stories from time to time. I'm doing this podcast because I feel the reality of this job is simple. If you really want to be good at executive protection, it's more than just a job. It really is a lifestyle. And those of you who've been in the game for any serious amount of time, you already know what I'm saying is true. So if that sounds interesting to you, Enjoy the show. Out. Boom. Yo, what's going on, guys? Byron Rogers here. I'm hanging with my main man, Chris Scahill. How you doing, bro? Good, brother. Good seeing you. Yeah, man. Good to have you here. Um, Today, we're going to talk about something that is... It's important, like, in terms of pocket items, in terms of um, things that we... Uh, as protectors should have on us and use all the time. Mm-hmm. And if you're not using one yet, you should really, really, really up your game and start using one. Talk about light sources. So uh, sit back, relax. We're going to dig into this whole kind of, you know, everyone's EDC. If you're paying attention to the right guys, you're seeing a light source in there. Um, and Chris is the most knowledgeable person I know <laughs> on the topic. Appreciate and, uh, that. Yeah, man. So it's an honor to have you here, brother. No, it's good. I know it's been a long time. We've been talking about doing it. Uh, it's just a matter of syncing up some schedules and really just to dive right into it. And you know, the, the number one thing that really that I would see that anyone needs in whatever space they're working within, whether it be personal life, work life, travel, whether it be international, uh, what those restrictions might be in those different countries where you might be traveling to, even different facility restrictions. One thing you can always have with you is a flashlight. And, you know, to take that whole flashlight bargain bin, cheapest thing you can find out of it, you know, we really want to focus this more towards, you know, that work tool uh, or having that as what I call like an illumination tool. Okay. Bring it to that next level. Uh, We'll go in certainly into things you should be thinking about, where that might fit into your lifestyle, uh, what that works for, you know, your work requirements and, you know, all the time, a lot of, uh, I will get the question, what one light should I have? And the one light to the one, you know, them all. I, I think we run into that a lot. You know, yeah. I'm also, uh, I'm also fall victim to that where it's, what's the one this or the one that, yeah. and really you need to be able to, you know, apply that tool or task or whatever that might be for that kind of mission essential. So, mm. and sometimes you might think a little goofy when mm. people say, oh, well, you know, I need my mission essential for my everyday life. Yeah. And really what I see, you if, know, it's, if you have one mission ever, it's the exact same all the time, then maybe. Well, <laughs> and, and that's what I was going to touch on, you know, yeah. from, from an EDC standpoint, it's cool to see that that has a recognition, you know, in not just in the law enforcement, military, private security, executive protection sphere, but also uh, within just every day. I mean, Mm -hmm. this shouldn't be a, oh, this is my work kit. 
this should be that this is just this is my kit. You know, yeah, it's about EDC and you know everyday carry, pocket dumps, all these things. Uh, really, what that is now just putting a label on being having something available, being aware, being ready at all those points. Right, and to make it more efficient, effective, and doing what it is we got to do. Certainly, if there's one piece of gear, your boy rocks both. When I'm doing civilian stuff and when I'm working, mm -hmm. it's my life because yeah, right. it's like if there's one, I want I can have it with me everywhere. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. two, I just find that when I'm like, oh, sweet, I got a light source, I have a high quality light source. Sure, uh, it just comes in handy inside and outside of the game. I mean, we're always protected anyway, whether we're on the clock or not. True statement, True right? Statement. Uh, but yeah, if there's one pocket item, I find myself being like, oh, sweet, no matter what's going on, boom, it's my light source. So that's. And what did you say we should call them? Call them. If we're saying more so illumination, like illumination tool, like illumination tool, illumination device. So you know, if we, you know, looking at more of, you know, it's having that higher level. Yeah. Uh, and not just saying this is, you know, just something. You know, cool. Not not all lights. You know, if we just want to call it lights to make it easy, mm -hmm. are created equal. Each light in its own category, even though everything could be. Use for illumination, right? Right, I agree. Um, I mean, if we're going all the way back to the point where it's, you know, caveman with, you know, having torches, right? Right. Having some kind of illumination, you know, also being able to use it as a weapon. Mm -hmm. um, you know, fast forward through lanterns, to having different pieces, but realize, you know, the biggest point of having a light on you at all times, and not, and I have a fun. You know, I know your little pieces. <laughs> Tales from the Crypt, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, got a good story. Okay. But I've got, a, I've got a good one there where I see a lot of folks that rely on having one item that does multiple things. Yeah. Like primarily that being like an iPhone or cell phone, you know, smartphone. Right. And try and utilize flashlight mode okay. on your smartphone for an emergency situation. Get um Puts you <laughs> behind the power curve. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and for instance, this was just like an everyday life thing. I wasn't, working with any other group, team, moving any any uh, clients. And it was quite literally, it was in an office building and it goes to emergency power. And it, you know the, the thing is, well, we don't know what's happening. So mm -hmm. we're gonna evacuate the building, multi-story building. We go into the stairwell, power's out, right? We don't right. know if it's gonna be, we don't know to what extent, you yeah. know, everyone's very nervous. I mean, in today's okay. age, everyone gets nervous when the power goes out. Yeah, because you really don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah, everyone's is it of... an active human threat? Is it an earthquake? Like, what are we doing right now? You know? And quite literally what happened was, you know, and I'm, I'm paying attention. You know, I got my sniffer going. I'm like, yeah. looking for smoke. I'm, you know, looking for anything that might be throwing it off. Any other inputs, any sounds. Yeah, going through just like the mental checklist that you always would. And to get to the point, you know, get into the stairwell and the emergency lighting hasn't kicked on in the stairwell. And we're probably on the fifth floor at okay. this point. So everyone else is trying to play follow the leader uh -huh. and they're trying to find the railing and trying to take the step and feel their way through and people have got their, their cell phone lights to find the wall. You know, they're doing a good, they're doing from their they mind, can. doing what they can. Doing a good job of what they got available. Right. They feel the wall. They see the hand railing. They hold the hand railing, and they're literally hand over hand tracing their way down these stairs. Okay. And I'm just as simply easy able to pull a light out, turn my light on, yeah, and illuminate the entire hallway uh, or the the stairwell. 
Uh, and then once we make you know our way out into the hallway again, now we've got natural lighting coming through the, the windows. Yeah. But having something as simple as, well, at least they had something. They had the, the cell phone over nothing. Right. But now I'm after able to have bounce light, spill light. Um, you know, I could even use the light as an umbrella light. So we'll go through some of those pieces because I think a lot of times people treat handheld lights and sometimes weapon lights, wow. which is that no-no, that faux pas, that danger thing. They treat them as like a headlight. Okay. Because they're so used to having their light source they're traditionally used to mm. emitting or using is headlights in their car. Mm. So they sometimes fall back to just using that light in that same structure, that same kind of position. And they're thinking, you know, there's different problems too, depending on how you're deploying that light or utilizing that light. I had a, yeah, man, I got a little tale from the crib. You just reminded me of yeah, hit me. Uh, running around, you know, you and Luke being like, yo, you need to have your light right, pimp, you know? <laughs> uh, and fortunately I did, and I was in London, but I was in London at a venue that was like, it was like actually India. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was like, the whole venue was like Indian folks, right? So we we're in this venue, and it was like, Oh man, I want to say about 10,000 uh, people. Mm -hmm. And it was a crazy night. It was a crazy night. It was a crazy night. Uh, so uh, we are running our venue and everything's going on. We actually had a, a gentleman had a heart attack in the venue and died at the venue right in front of me, you know, um, which was another whole interesting, you know, what do you do if you're an executive protection agent? This takes place right in front of you. Your your client, your principal is still up there working, so you're working, you know. So managing all of that was going on. Mm -hmm. The lights go out in the whole entire building. Um, and, you know, my principal's on platform, and I was able to get up there with my light, escort him out straight off platform to a hard room uh, because I had that light source, and it was just, like, seamless two points for the It's game. like nothing ever happened, right? Right. And There's people, no breaking your step. Right. And people are like, oh, well, it's daytime. Why do I need to bring a light with me? It's like, hey, homie, you're going to go inside buildings. And right. what happens when that power goes off? It's blacker than it would be if it was night. You ain't got no ambient light inside the buildings. Yeah. And even from like a law enforcement capacity or from a uniform security, you yeah. know, whether that be armed or unarmed. Uh, but there are going to be shadows and places of darkness even during what daylight we would hours. refer to as daylight hours. Yeah. You uh, kick in the door and there's like a lot of my buddies will talk about houses that are just like prepper-esque, you know, uh, users have been in there and there's just like piles of garbage and crazy sure. trash you gotta get around and dig somebody out of and you need that. And I remember even from Iraq just being like you're chasing somebody into some house or some village or some you know, you're running through all these different structures and it was good to have a weapon like, you know. Sure. <laughs> you know, and, and you talk about uh, axe crawl spaces, warehouses, anywhere that light's going to be devoid. Yep. Right. So you have to bring that lighting source yourself. Um, you know, talking a little bit like about the weapon light piece, mm. you know, the, the four rules, like if you're going to call them that, okay. um, the four rules for light mm. is, these are really simple too. Have a light. Good. Right. So these... The second piece is have two lights. Yeah. Right. And that's going to be the redundancy piece. Yeah. Right. One is none. Two is one. Right. Three's a party. Hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> uh, you know, and then three's going to be utilizing that, utilizing light to your advantage. And, and to kind of tune that a little bit further, you could even say working from the lowest level of light. 
Okay. So I think we're, we need to determine what the role is more so than anything else. Okay. If this is going to be, for the most part, this is going to be a task like this is going to be anything from at hand to under chair, under table, searching vehicle, personal use. Yeah. If we want to leave it at just kind of personal use or within that personal space of maybe that five yards max kind of thing. Sweet. Having a low amount of light is going to be your best, best option. So having some kind of two level something because you don't need all the lumens for searching your bag. Yeah. Looking on your seat, reading a map, taking a note, whatever it might be. So that might be too, is that light being used as a target indicator for you. Right. right. So like in movies, whenever movies, whenever it's dark and you see the main character and they're like, bust out their light and they're like doing whatever they're doing or sure. it's on their weapon and they're like patrolling with the light on. And I'm like, you're dead. You're dead. You know what? I'm just going to go get a cup of coffee because you're dead. <laughs> like, right. like and I mean, It drives and me nuts. I'm and, like, that's, and that's not just from the cinema role, but I mean, yeah. that's lessons learned, right? right? Especially yeah. with the U.S. having been at war uh, for over 18 years now at this point, having that target indicator of visible light yeah. being a detriment to the user. So light works both ways. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be a big point there. To go back to the movie theater piece to kind of make this real for everybody listening, yeah. What about the guy that flips out his phone during the movie and you see this little blue doll yeah. light on his, on his face, face, right? Yeah. And then what's that doing for his situational awareness? So now to apply that for a uh, private security, uh, maybe red security, EP, or surveillance piece, that amount of light is now doing two things, degrading your, your natural night vision. Yeah. Uh, and it's also giving away your position and you're having also your time taken away from that situational awareness. You can't help it, right? If you're doing a text update, team hits you with updates, client, client, right, is is following up against something. It's not something that you can help, but you can also minimize that exposure by turning down that screen intensity. So it's not just about carrying light, but also applying light to your advantage and making sure that's also not working towards your disadvantage. Um, so when we talk about working from the levels, the lowest levels of light, mm-hmm. talking about like a surveillance detail. Yeah. So hey, you're calling the code five, you're sitting in a car, you're trying to be, you know, Mr. Wallflower, nobody sees you. Yeah. It's low light, no light hours, and you flip open that phone. You're that guy now. Now it's like, oh, hey, there's a signature in that vehicle, or hey, there's a guy, or hey, we're sitting out on the curb. Oh, oh, yeah. And then for the for the guys that are doing it, yeah. you know, calling in that code five or calling in that surveillance for two law enforcement in the area, you're now at least saying, good guy, on assignment, on an investigation. This is where I'm at. This is my approximate area, uh, because when you get the slow creep, you know, from that on patrol unit yep. and they're giving you the hairy eyeball which they should right hairy and, extra you know, hairy yeah <laughs> and maybe even get out and make contact with you yeah right so does that mean that your position's been blown does yeah, that mean that you, you have know. to reposition yeah uh, or even you know I've had it before where uh, myself where they make con- you know law enforcement makes contact yeah. they give you the look yeah or they give you three looks mm-hmm. and just they give them the wave it's like I'm not trying to hide right yeah uh, but I've also had it where I've gotten burned in a neighborhood, oh. and you start hearing the whistling. I'm like, oh, that's interesting whistling. And I'm like, oh, right. 
Okay. That's going to be the communication through the neighborhood saying, hey, there's a dude that doesn't belong here right. sitting in this vehicle and anything else that's going on, like, pay attention, right? So having that, yeah. that piece, it's very interesting. I've um, made so many times. It's not yeah. my strength, bro. And, and and people are like, it's not my strength, man. I, like, I, I don't stick out in different areas, right? Yeah, like, like hey, me. you. Yeah, right? Literally, you maybe doing? it's the haircut. I, maybe it's the haircut. I hate, hating on the haircut. Yeah, I need to take some courses on that. Hating on the haircut. <laughs> so there's things you can do to minimize your exposure uh, and things you can also do that's uh, to change that profile. I'm not saying rubber right. vehicles. We're not, I don't want to detract from the lights talk. Uh, but what's that amount of light that you do need? Cool. So if we... Go ahead. Me, I was going to say, um, kind of going through some different use and tasks and lessons learned piece. Okay. Uh, to, yeah, yeah, we will. I First... I always like to get into the person. Oh yeah, because no, you should roll up. right into this. Yeah, right. right, right this is what you do, right. man. You like right, right. You know what I'm saying, yeah. Uh, Chris Scahill. Yes. There we go. <laughs> who are you at your core? Who, 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 who are you and who why are you? are you talking to me? Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I got you. Uh, so myself, Chris Scahill, I've been in the firearms industry for uh, going on just over 14 years now. Actually, uh, started also. In that same amount of time, uh, a little bit sooner than that, even in 2008, uh, with uh, private security. Sweet. So uh, I kind of did doing both roles. Uh, enjoyed that, you know, starting off as a new guy in, in security. Mm -hmm. You're it's not the glamorous stuff. Yeah. Uh, and I and I had a mutual friend uh, that gave me some good advice, and and he basically sat me down and said, "All right." Forget all that Hollywood, this, that, superhero, everything else. Cool guy stuff. You know, Judy chopping and running around. Right. He's like, don't forget, if you have to use any of those skills that you spent countless dollars on and countless hours preparing for, you. you've already failed. Yeah, yeah, you have failed. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, a slow day is a good day. Yep. A quiet day is the best day. Yeah, oh yeah. And it's like, okay. So he's like, so if you can deal with boredom, fatigue, in isolation, yeah, this yeah. is the perfect profession for you. And like, no glory. And I'm just like, like <laughs> oh, that's real talk. That's real yeah, talk. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I started in the security. You know, I've done. Uh, I've had the fortune to be able to work with some excellent groups, um, mm -hmm. be able to move around some fun and exciting places. Yeah, uh, that I consider fun and exciting. Some places probably scary. <laughs> just depends on the person, yeah. uh, and that's just. Being able to mitigate your exposure as well as what your risk might be. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been a firearms instructor for just about 15 years now as well. I've uh, got my certifications through a number of different uh, organizations. Yeah. Uh, I've had the opportunity to work with a couple of different premier training companies, and uh, we've done everything. You know, I've been the guy teaching anything from basic pistol uh, all the way up through classes for the intelligence community as well as special operations command, uh, which has been a you know, great service uh, that I've been able to do. Uh, my primary task, other than just being able to be the guy that can teach the weapon systems and how to most effectively or quickly, you know, perform the task at hand, uh, has been a lot of the technology piece. Okay. So a lot for me is understanding from the get mm. that if it's a mechanical device, it can fail. Yeah. So yeah. not saying this is the one, you know, those kinds of pieces. Um, you know, I've also, for a large part of my life, uh, martial arts. Martial arts has been a big part. Uh, moving through some different arts, different types, uh, some of the more traditional Eastern arts, uh, through some of the more modern arts, some of the European arts, and just really uh, 
enjoying uh, kind of that, that path, you know, okay. the path for knowledge. Uh, I've also spent quite a bit of time going into the emergency medical side. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always, you know, had a fascination for medicine and how the body functions, works, how to heal. And I think that really goes back to that protector uh, mindset. Yeah. Is what can you do for the person? What can you do for the longevity? And, and I'll tell you, I mean, I'm the first one to tell you, going through um, advanced emergency medicine, TCCC, tactical climate casualty care, going through advanced field medicine, going through wilderness survival, medicine pieces more so than survival. Um, you know, the bumps, boo-boos, scratches, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff is usually the, the thing that really starts taking that person out of that role. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's funny going through all those additional pieces, but again, you know, you don't, you go through advanced driving schools yeah. so that you're a better driver for your day to day. Not because you're being, you're doing this advanced driving. High speed driving every day, all the time, right? Right. Because if you were doing that, probably also got some court dates. Yeah. Right? You got to go see the judge. Why were you speeding? Why are you cutting Life expectancy. Off? I don't know. Yeah. You know, know? <laughs> all those things. But I, I think that higher level of knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm always kind of seeking this, this knowledge and understanding of the whys and the what's. Yeah. I'm always questioning the hows as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really brought me to this point of making ultimately the, what's the best person you can possibly be. Heck yeah. And that's, that's where I get to. So the, that's kind of the long piece. The, the short piece would be working in the firearms industry. I've been a firearms instructor, you know, for the 15 years approximately. Working in private security, uh, you know. Us working together, we'd be working together. Yeah, dude. You know no, perfect. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I was working uh, on work, yeah. working that, you know, working that opsec piece. But if we're good, yeah. So, oh, yeah, so yeah, Byron, yeah, Byron, Byron and I, <laughs> if you're good, I'm good, man. Yeah. Yeah, Byron and I have had some. Uh, it's had, had some fun, man. Had some good times. Had some good trips um, and been able to meet some fun and exciting people. Thank you. Influencing. Uh, and I always go back to the doing good things for good people. Right? The other side of that That's is, always you know, and for me, the, the biggest thing is, you know, I always feel that summing all this up, it just always goes back to the golden rule. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. And then that's, you that's know. That's like currency, man. People don't know about and that's the that's the biggest piece that I found. That's where I've had the most success, you know. And and whether that be the prime minister of this country, mm-hmm. all the way down to the man grabbing the bags. Yeah. You know, even though usually an EP, you're the man grabbing <laughs> the, grab the bags. You're the grabbing bags. This is real. But uh, having that same respect throughout. Again, okay. it's only at the point when people have lost that respect that some of these tools and skills and training really come into uh, come into effect. This is true. Right? I never thought about it that way. <laughs> yeah. That's what's up. That's right. Yeah, I mean, that's when you got to go to work. That's it. God bless them. Well, so what is lumens? What are lumens? Yeah, so when you when you asked, are all lumens created equal? Well, yeah. Lumens is a measurement. Right. Essentially, right. a measurement of light or a measurement of energy. So one lumen compared to another lumen is the same. Okay. Okay. But the way that lumens get recorded or printed uh-huh. It's a very different story. Okay. Uh, so if we talk about what is lumens first. So lumens is essentially, I'm going to make this basic so we don't have to get too crazy into Thank the you. science of it. Trigonometry of lumens. Yeah. Luminometry. What I want to do is be able to talk to this as like conversational piece. Okay. You know, because if people are doing the, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. The conversation is lost at that point. Right. So essentially, lumens 
uh, is going to be this measurement of light. So if we go back even, if we go back even to candle power, okay, right? If you remember, yeah. candle power was this big thing. So candle power is, was really big, especially with the incandescent piece. There is a way to translate candle power to lumens, and it's still going to be a measurement of light. Mm -hmm. So if we think of candle power as a pile of sand, kind of as a visual. Okay. So yeah, yeah. The easiest way that I've had it explained to me, I'm like, and I, I stuck it right. Okay. So I always heard. You say every time you hear. If, if you hear, if you hear someone else's tidbit, a nugget. After the third time you say it, it becomes your own. Okay. Got Kind of like America. I'm giving. We I'm, discovered it. It's out. <laughs> I give it props. So this yeah, is something yeah. that I've heard. But this makes the most amount of sense. Yeah. So if we think of um, this measurement of light as being like a pile of sand. A candle power is going to be that tip-top grain of sand okay. in the pile. It's going to be the brightest point. Okay. So if we translate that back to a 2D image, okay. it's flat, that spot in that lens or that beam pattern is going to be, that's your candle power rating. Lumens, it's going to be the easy part, lumens <laughs> is the entire measurement, the entire pile of sand is lumens. Okay. So it's going to be the brightness level. Okay. So the, the easy answer is when you look at two different lights, two different packages, yeah. and this one has a higher lumen number mm -hmm. that is brighter. Okay, yeah. It's going to be brighter. So I mean, it's, that's not like a is it or isn't it. It is. Uh, another measurement that we want to be mindful of too is candela. So candela is the distance that a beam projects with a usable amount of light to the user. Uh -huh. So for instance, we could have a beam. Like my one when I was a little kid that could reach the moon. <laughs> well, I can see it, how far is it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so with a, if we had high lumens, mm -hmm but we had very short or low candela, okay. we could have an extremely bright beam, 800 lumens, Yeah. but maybe it only projects 15 yards, Okay. 30 yards. That 800 lumens though at the source is still brighter than that 500 or 600 lumen weapon light. Okay. So now we've kind of had this bump in technology. Everything is, everything that's anything that's anything mm -hmm. is a thousand lumens. Yeah. So things we have to be mindful about, lumens or light, we yeah. just call it light to make it easy. Right. Is that light, uh, if you use an ANSI FL1 rating, which yeah. is basically the standard of how do you measure light. Okay. So how bright is it? How far does it go? How long does it run for? Okay. You know, on what battery source, these mm -hmm. kinds of things. Yeah, those are all the things you want to know when you're buying light anyway. And, and really what I can, if I use the analogy a lot of times of like a car, mm -hmm. what's your what's your horsepower? What's your low end torque? What's your gas mileage? Yeah. Right? Same same kind of idea with a light. So the That's your performance matrix metrics kind of. Same thing gonna be in the light. Right. So we can use that same kind of mindset. Now what happens is a lot of times when you see flashlights, different things higher lumens. There isn't always, the testing isn't always done with the same criteria. Okay. So for instance, 
you can have a bare LED, just that little square that's inside the light, all by itself on a tabletop with wall power being run to it. Okay. Run it to its highest potential. Okay. You know, within that spec sheet before it destroys itself. Okay. And then that's now your max lumens. Okay. Okay. But realistically, you're not going to have a bare LED with an extension cord that has no candela or throw. Yeah. So if that can make X amount of lumens, yeah, that doesn't matter. Right. Right. Because not how it's going to function. Exactly. So what you need to look at too is with lights in general. Mm -hmm. Is you need to have um, also what's your reflector? Is there a lens? What's the beam pattern? Is the beam adjustable? Typically, what I'll find is people that are there's not many out there in the market any longer, but the adjustable beam make it a tighter focus for further, make it a wider flood focus for okay. closer. Is it's never the right setting when you need it, and it's a two right. hand operation. Here we go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the idea of oh, so it's taking our then it turns into Goldilocks. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to. So if we could have a light, and our bandwidth is now being taxed, worrying about trying to get the right light. Situation. Now the sitter's receiving information. Right. What's happening over here? You know. So these this amount of light, uh, we just want information. That's all we want. We want yeah. information as we turn this light on and look around. Yeah. And that's it. We don't want to have to figure out all these different features and pieces. Mm -hmm. Additionally, when we talk about the measurement of light. When you start getting into what's the housing, mm -hmm. you know, that's going to be the strength, the external strength of the product. Um, but also, what's the lens made out of, right? So if we talk about, for instance, Surefire lights, mm -hmm. uh, and all the examples except for one that I've got here today are going to be Surefire lights. Uh, Surefire Accept lights, it. right? I mean, and and a lot of the, the feedback that I get is, well, the expense. Oh, yeah. it's expensive. Mm -hmm. And the number one thing I have is, you don't need all of them. Mm -hmm. And everything in life is going to be compromised. Everything in life is going to be based on a budget. Mm -hmm. So the compromise piece is that I always get back to and sometimes pulling on people's heartstrings a little bit get is what's your life worth? Right. Okay. But so, a legitimate question. True. So if I, that's kind of the old hit them right in the, hit them right in the heart, right? Yeah. So what's your life worth? And then also it's a, I think it's a quality of that individual. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that I'm not saying that this authorizes you to go buy the Ferrari, right? Well, Chris said, <laughs> well, "What's my life worth?" Yeah, I'm need, saying, "I need me a Ferrari." Right? It's like, right. would a Ferrari be cool? Right. In some applications, it would be awesome. Uh, would yeah. I need as a daily use? Probably not. Pretty much. No, uh, no picking on Ferrari though. You know, big, big ups. Uh, yeah. I was just I was looking at my Instagram feeder there, and Ferrari popped up and that's what just stuck in my brain. I've been thinking about Ferrari today. Okay. Uh, so with flashlights, to get back to task on flashlights is, you know, what's that lens made of? So if you use a plastic lens, yeah, and quite literally just the, this is not plastic, but if the lens of the light is made of plastic, plastic usually has a 50% degradation of light transmission. 50. Five zero. Golly. Right, so it can be up to or exceeding depending on the quality, tint, uh, or coating, mm -hmm. plastic. Uh, if we go to a um, polycarb, a little better quality, usually you're in the 30s, wow. 30% degradation light. Um, Jesus. And that's just the light coming from the LED through the reflector and then hitting that lens and how much light is being held back because of that. 
Glass is a 7% Thank degradation God. line. Like I was like, geez, say something nice. <laughs> <laughs> so for instance, Surefire lights are going to have a glass lens. Yeah. Now what's the negative of glass? Well, everyone's like, well, glass can break yeah, easily. Or realize that the glass in these lights is going to be tempered, right? So it's going to be be a chance for you know shock, heat, drop. It's going to be minimal. Can you break it? Yes. Have I broken them? Yes. Is it warranted? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why you're buying into. I really that, see it right. more as that investment. Yeah, it's an investment piece. Um, and those are the only lights I mess with. Just so y'all know. Just so y'all know. Yeah, there we go. Because <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> So when we when we jump into other pieces of it, it's what about battery? Yeah. Right? Because I mean, these are handheld devices. We're not plugging them in the wall. Like I mentioned with the testing for likes. They have some like rechargeable battery situations mm -hmm. now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and we'll certainly chat about that. I mean, rechargeable light, if we talk about from a technology standpoint, yeah. I think a lot of people are used to rechargeable lights, right? Okay. I've seen rechargeable lights, emergency lights, yeah. you know, this, that, or the other. Uh, what we want to look at now is if we talk about rechargeable lights from the past. Mm -hmm. So we talk about rechargeable batteries. Okay. Rechargeable batteries of the past, um, if you've heard of like memory mm -hmm. on the battery. Such what memory is, every time you charge that battery, yeah. there's, there's going to be something happening to it. Mm -hmm. So we talk about charge cycles, we talk about charge time. So charge cycles would be basically bringing this light all the way down to zero. Yeah. Now realize the rechargeables of yesteryear you were not supposed to charge them past 90% potential to battery cell. Really? And you weren't supposed to run them under 10%. So you're supposed to be cognizant of this. Right, so basically you have an 80% range on this battery cell for optimal use and longevity of the battery cell. Which is never gonna happen. So what's, what does that mean for, myself included, what does that mean for everybody else? What that means is that you're constantly taxing this battery. Yeah. Is, it if it's a rechargeable and it sits in a cradle, bang. It lives its life in the cradle unless mm -hmm. we need to charge it. That's yeah. where that's where it sits. If yeah. I'm not using it, it's in the cradle. Yeah. Always 100% charged. It was because there wasn't necessarily a protection of that cell. It was always driving energy to it. Okay. And it was degrading the degrading the overall charge potential. Okay. When you run it past 10%, the, the ability for the battery to bounce back wasn't there. Okay. The only way to know this, and even <laughs> in that time, yeah was if you actually um, were checking this with a voltmeter. Okay. Uh, and not even a voltmeter, but actually be able to run this on a, uh, basically on a charging scale. There's a couple of different mm -hmm. devices you can use that to figure out how much is on board. Yeah. So what does that mean? Two, three years down the line, maybe less. Oh man, this light never lasts. Yeah. It's dim. It lasts for Weak. two minutes, it lasts for five minutes. Nothing, right? Okay. And then now it's trash at that point. Right. There's nothing more to it. Rechargeable batteries of today, as things keep going on, there's a new cell. Uh, it's an, I shouldn't say new. There's a, an adapted cell that you're seeing more and more in flashlights, which is the uh, 18650. And this would be an 18650. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. 18650 battery. This one in particular from Surefire actually has an onboard charger built into it. Okay. So you'll notice that there's a USB-C plug mm -hmm. that's built into the into right here. Oh. So you quite literally plug the battery in. You don't have to have an additional cradle. The cradle will charge it faster, but now and that you can actually plug that in 
and plug that into any USB port. Plug that into a cube. Plug that into an external battery source. That's ninja. And then there's a, a red and green LED on top. So red means charging, green means full charge. Cool. And also the protection that's built into this yeah. is that once it reaches that max power, mm -hmm. it no longer continues to trickle charge the battery. Okay. You leave it plugged in. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So it's not degrading it. Right. And then cool. with a lot of these lights, you know, yeah. and is that it'll be what's referred to as a dual fuel. Dual and, fuel. And with that, with these lights in particular from Surefire, it'll run on an 18650. Uh, or it'll run on two of the standard CR one twenty three A's. Yeah, so we can take this battery, run at this point fifteen hundred lumens. Yeah, for approximately an hour fifteen. Okay, uh, it won't be fifteen hundred lumens at that hour fifteen, right. but it'll still be usable light. Yeah, <clears throat> not down to nothing, but it'll be still be usable light. Or we can take two one twenty three A's, drop them straight in here, and it'll be twelve hundred lumens for an Sweet. hour fifteen. Okay. Right, so with the higher power potential, you can drive this flashlight at a higher lumen output. And now when we get back into talking about candela, now you need to have a light that has enough flashlight, have enough illumination that mm -hmm. can project at a distance that you would see yourself operating at. Okay. So even though higher lumens typically means higher candela, things to consider are going to be reflector and or lens yeah. being used in the light. So I know this turns into a, what time is it? And now I'm telling you how a watch works. <laughs> I think the technology piece of it really makes more sense. Yeah. Because again, being that it is an investment, right. being that a lot of these products do need to be budgeted for, mm -hmm. finding out after you bought something, finding out that it is the wrong piece of kit. It's not cool when you're buying something. Means that now you have to budget for something else and mm -hmm. now this piece has little to no. Yeah. Right? Now, I will always fall back to saying, even though everything out here is surefire, I will always fall back to saying the best light is the one you got. It is the one you got. Right? Yeah. Way, if you're in total darkness and true darkness, uh, there is no option for navigation other than by touch or feel. Mm. Yeah, so that's not. Something okay. is better than nothing. Right. But there are numerous options that are better than that anemic nothing of a light, that bargain light, that gift with purchase light yeah. kind of thing, right? Yeah. So if we jump into it, talking about what light is best. So now if we say that this is gonna be our largest handheld light, at least that we have here to show today, mm -hmm. and this is gonna be the max amount of output that we can see, and this is gonna be 1500 lumens, and it's gonna be nice and bright with good candela. And what nomenclature? Are we so this is gonna be the Fury DFT. Fury DFT. Dual fuel, okay. two battery, tactical, single output. Okay. So there's another option too that's gonna to be the IntelliBeam that'll actually auto adjust, depending on if you're at four inches or 200 meters, it auto adjusts. Yeah, it has, like a, it has over 1300 micro settings that auto adjust that's not perceptible to the human eye. Really? It doesn't it's flicker. Like sensors. It has a reflective sensor built into it. Yeah. So that's a technology jump. But yeah. is this light something that you're going to throw into your jeans and go on about your daily life? Well, maybe yes, maybe no. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's why we can't have nice things. Yeah, I know, right? It just feels good in your hand. Like, this is like, a, it feels like a little weapon of opportunity here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that weapon of opportunity, direct impact device. Right, um, right, right. You know, these are all things that can be used in a pinch as well. So not just a flashlight. Uh, you know, things that start getting into, we talk about multi-output multi or multiple settings uh -huh. uh, with these. And these are all going to be on the visible spectrum. You know, nothing IR. Yeah. It's all going to be white light. There are different colors or outputs. You know, if you said, hey, what's red do? What's blue do? What's uh -huh. violet do? What's amber do? And, you know, if you're trying to save your night vision, the best is actually going to be like a violet color. Really like a fusion? Uh, more so I mean, even like a purple, yeah. like a purple or like a dark blue would be the best Ooh. light and be warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be warm. Be warm, man. Uh, we can really, really like melt some bugs or some, some candies with a magnifying glass. Anyways, uh, troubled youth. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> what movie was that where it starts out? Why is that the movie? So you can just say you. So <laughs> and he's like, there I was as a kid. <laughs> It starts off with this kid in a magnet. You're like, ha, ha, ha. you hear him oh. laughing, and the poor like animals like crawling. You ever see it? It's know. a movie, man. It's like back there around like the What About Bob time. And mm. Good life for that. <laughs> now this is like a this is like a truck light. This is you like know, a, maybe a car, or a bag, car, bag, or belt. Okay, so you if you're gonna that be that guy. uniform guy, heck yeah, this is this is where it's at. Yeah. Right. If you're going to be like, I usually have this light in my truck, something available, uh -huh. something that I can go back to the truck, outfit for something more, mm -hmm. uh, more equipment, different equipment, be able to augment, not something I just want to drop into my board shorts pocket. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. That's Absolutely. not going to work. Out for me. Now you can have different outputs, you know, so low setting or a high setting, you know, mm -hmm. a low or a high. So this can be my task light. Yeah. This can be my far reaching light. And realize too that if you're going to use a light from a conversational piece yeah. uh, or making contact, will probably be a better uh, expl term. explanation term, you know, for this suit. But for like an executive protection piece, just security, whatever it might be, light in the eyes, just light in the eyes. It communicates, takes away someone's anonymity. Mm -hmm. uh, it overpowers our optic nerve. Usually, they're going to squint, turn away. If it's bright enough hands might come up to cover their eyes. Yeah. As we know, hands are killers. Yeah. So we see the hands. Oh, cool. But <laughs> and then it's like, hey, is he armed? Is he unarmed? What's happening? Yeah. Uh, is he aggressing? Is he egressing? Yeah. Where is he heading off to? So it gives us more information. And our sensory free and our senses are still up here while theirs just got degraded. Correct. And a lot of times when you have someone kind of lurking in the shadows, yeah. whether that be like attack on principal, mm -hmm. attack on client, or that be attack on location, mm -hmm. uh, or just kind of looky-loose. You don't know where that fine line is. Yeah, you know, and like, they, when they're just like hovering or when they have intent. And if you have that lower level of, of light, mm -hmm. and usually you see this a lot of times, and I've had this numerous cases, numerous times, personal life and work life, where you look and see and you start seeing that corner of shoulder, edge of head, shape of person in, in darkness uh -huh. and they're using darkness as concealment. Yeah. You know, they're using that, uh, to their advantage and quite literally just being able to hit them with light and keep light on them and not even need to make a verbal at that point. Yeah. And they just know. And at that point, usually they're looking for somewhere else to be. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or if they, or if they want to now turn this into a conversation, now we can have that conversation. We can yeah. have that dialogue. 
Uh, and then realizing too, folks, you know, if you're using light in the eyes and someone says, get that light in my eyes or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and it's not a challenge, they're just lost, whatever it might be. Uncomfortable. Now it's a, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Instead of, well, why did, again, did you pepper spray this person? Yeah. Why yeah. again, did you put your hands on this person? Exactly. So from a level of force, it is so not even on a level of force spectrum. Like that this is force. just, this is me looking, mm-hmm. you know, and I've had, I've apologized. I apologize. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Too much light in the eyes. Yeah. You know, you can use it for signaling. You can use it for communication. We use it to move through crowds all the time. People move. Big time. And then not even, it doesn't always have to be direct lighting. Mm-hmm. So I know, and I don't want to get, you know, there's the elephant in the room, the strobe elephant, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, man. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I want to bring it up. your personal I want to uh, bring it up straight get, get away, right? Elephant, man. Yeah, so strobe, uh, I see strobe as being a, a feature Yes. Uh, for communication or signaling. Okay. That if you can be on comms, hey, on my light, mm-hmm. being able to strobe. But if it's a true strobe setting that has a an output or it's working in this phase of blinking, essentially, mm-hmm. right, to make it super simple, not talking about the hertz and different um, options. But as much as it could be a perceived advantage for the user, it's also gonna be degrading to their ability. And what I mean by that is putting that strobe light, people. blink, 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 on the maybe bad guy, suspect, yeah. whatever it might be. That's now blinking and making it disorienting for them. But as the user at controlling that light, now you're seeing, let's say every stop motion, every 16th frame, are they going to a weapon are they coming? Are they aggressing? Are they egressing? <laughs> yeah. Are they going somewhere else? Where are they going? Mm-hmm. So it is disorienting for both users. Just by simply having the ability to turn on a high output light and overpowering someone's eyes, uh, I think that does all the benefit. Right. Now, if you wanted to say- I don't think multi-modes on lights, bro. You like, picked the wrong one. Yeah. And don't forget- You always pick the wrong one. Like you said in the beginning, it ain't never on the right mode when you need it. I, and so I see these Inspector Gadget lights with like, yeah, yeah. this has got strobe, this color, dancey face, like, like panda bear yeah. thing. Like it's got all these different things and I'm like, and it can like zoom me, like do all these things. And I'm like, bro, I mean, maybe you're good at like, you know, if you're dealing with a non-standard problem, high stress, Sure, again, you know, you're dealing with this this task load and you have the mastery of your weapon system and your light to be able to like dial it in at that moment and get on your pimping. But I'm personally working all these other skill sets so I don't need to pay attention to them when we're doing that non-standard problem. We, we <laughs> learn, we, we take that technology and we bring this into a vacuum uh-huh. And we'll, and not a literal vacuum, but we'll bring us into like a training mm-hmm. vacuum. Yeah. We'll bring in like uh, force on force, mm-hmm. right? Okay. You know, and we're going to bust the sim guns out, Ooh. put on the safety gear. And it's like, run what you run. Cool. And in a lot of that time that I've run had, all that, run, all, yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that um, sim time have been both a good guy yeah. or being op for. Yeah. You know, or being an observer, or being the instructor, a lot of the thing is under that stress, duress, that spike. Uh-huh. Uh, you need something as simple as on, <laughs> off, on, off, and sometimes that doesn't even work. Yeah. yeah. Right. So again, it goes back to training with your kit, mm-hmm. 
having that in the similar same place all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's always going to be, you know, the checking that it's going to be, you know, whether it's be light knife, gun, wallet, phone, right? So kind of party. And depending on what that's, that's an everyday thing, right? Yeah. So you can call that, that's the EDC. Yeah. Now maybe for work, it's going to yeah. be a second knife, a second gun, a radio, armor, you know, what other pieces, a long gun, you know, mm-hmm. other pieces to it, but always having that, that first line kit, or that yeah. first line piece of gear. And a lot of that starts with a light. Because I know that I can scale all the way down mm-hmm. to having a light and really go anywhere. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And that's, and that's going through even in You're your line. Right. Another place that's good to have a light because I've had the rides go shut down and been sure. in there with clients sure. and have them, you know, Hey, it's okay. Calming people down as I wait for the ride to turn back on. Getting a little bit of light. And, and that's, I mean, that's some kind of the, like the tools of the trade. You know, one of the, one of the pieces you'd ask, what's something that someone already has that they have, that they don't know how to use? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily at all, but really more really so to its fullest potential. There you like, go. what don't I know? And then what are like maybe those four things I don't know? Right. And a lot of that can be in the use of light. Mm-hmm. And, and some of that is, you, know, you can have direct lighting where you, your eyeballs are looking at what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. You can have bounce lighting, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times that turns into what's referred to as umbrella lighting. Mm-hmm. So in a dark room, turn that light on, bounce it off the ceiling. Typically, it's not going to work right now with side light. Yeah, that's like. And now you're going to get that light bouncing off the ceiling, bouncing off the walls. And now you're going to have this low amount of light. Mm-hmm. So you could quite literally use your handheld light, bounce it off the ceiling, and now you're illuminating the entire room. And yeah. I've had this before too. Maybe you got just some admin trash or some more. Yeah, if it's if search. Yeah. Um, you know, and maybe that's SSE. You see a lot of guys if they're when they're rocking their um, their helmets, they've got lights on, they got lights pointing up, they got lights they can articulate and move up. So yeah. when everything's good, you know, doing that secondary site exploitation, yeah. you know, bounce that viz light off the top. I mean, it also works under IR if you're still under knots. Uh, you know, little things, you know, when I say little things that sometimes people don't think about. So for instance, I've got a two output light, a low and a high. Yeah. I can turn this on, constant on. And which light is that? Right so this there. one's gonna be the EDC L1T. Well, that just happened to be. Oh, bang- <laughs> bingo. The EDC L1T. <laughs> just want y'all to know, this is my EDC light, yeah, there we go. By- Byron's endorsement. Yes, it is. Yeah. I actually did a, I did a, I did a review on one of these lights, man. Perfect. So Perfect. it's out there on the website and all that under tactical review section. Uh, I love this thing. Good. And it doesn't be popping on in my pocket and staying on. No. I'm an admin, and then I got my all business. And that's lightness. and that's literally through just ramp or not even ramping a light, but being able to press all the way through. Yep. And that's going to be your two setting light. Mm-hmm. You know, pocket clip, directional, bezel up, bezel down, hat clip, shirt, jacket, whatever. Yeah, this reverse clippy jumpy that you guys made. Now that you now you've got that on a you know on a hat, and mm-hmm. now you've got a headlamp. Yeah, right. something so you can easy. slide that on your bill like that. But then if you're saying, I want all the lumens all the time, yeah. there's other options too, like just a single output, 500 lumens, one battery. This is the, the D3FT light from Haley. Yeah. Um, it's a Surefire produced, Travis Haley, Haley Strategic. And the thing was, single output, 500 lumens. But if you're saying, that's too much light for doing my task, okay. it also has a click on the back for a constant arm. Okay. You can just easily hang a finger off the front. And now that's your lower level of light. Now you're you interrupting that beam 
is interrupting the output level. Right. So it's got a little combat ring on there, so yeah. you can use it with your pistol pretty easy. Right. Yeah. Okay. Usually it works a little better to have, yeah, there we go, fingers yeah, behind yeah. Draw that into the pad of the hand, the heel, yeah. the heel of the thumb. Um, so all these different things need to also apply into guns, right? And I yes. know a lot of times on the security side that everyone starts talking about what gun do you carry? And I've been on jobs where guys are like, we carry, man. <laughs> like, it's like, one step away from it's. Yeah. How do you it, smell? It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's what's your background? Yeah. It's, <laughs> and then it's I wonder what gun this guy carries. Yeah, yeah because a lot of the equipment that you carry is also how you're perceived from a quality standpoint. It right? is true. So and and I mean, it's called what is? It's butt sniffing. It's butt. Right. <laughs> and, and usually I'll throw one out there just because I know what's happening. I'll yeah. say. Oh, it's just in case you've got a cross compatibility to make sure our mags, you know, swappers are caliber specific for this team. Because like and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, like you're gonna plus me up in case we get a new engagement. That it's long like, of an engagement, right. like, <laughs> like it's Mogadishu right now, y'all. What's up? <laughs> so, uh, but agreed. You know, uh, you know, and we should talk about weapon light too. Uh huh. Uh, and and really, the thing is, if you're carrying a weapon, really that flashlight. Uh, well, we say flashlights first, you know, having a weapon. Having a weapon light's a good thing, but you really have to dress the part, dress to the job. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I were to say, it'd be great uh, to have a full-size duty weapon with a full-size light and maybe have an optic on there, like this Glock 17 Gen 5 that's got a acro red thumb bat. Acro. Uh, it's got some backup iron sights because again, mechanical device. Having a flashlight on here, and you know, this <clears> one <throat> having an X300, also having a remote switch, so now I can do some one-handed work and still be able to grasp, pull, drag, handle, or be able to have a two-hand option, so now I'm twin beaming it. Okay. Twin beaming it. Twin beaming it. <laughs> I don't want to be biting on style, but usually okay. twin beaming's on the same piece, but I just, I love the, the hash, so I'm gonna yeah, yeah. Pull, pull it on the hashtag on there, so I'm gonna um, But something along those lines is just because you have a weapon light, now this for a concealed yeah, carry, not gonna happen. You're working hard, man. You know, you're either a very slight guy in some big pants. Yes, slight guy. Like or that. you're doing a terrible job. And yeah, you see, like, or you are, yeah, or everyone knows. Everyone knows. It's like, hey, look at that guy with that yeah. big ass guy. You see this? Yeah, hit me. There you go, man. Cool. So now maybe we could have something along the lines of like a compact carry. Okay. A Glock 19, something a little bit more concealable. Uh, this one's an XC1B. So okay. no wider nor longer than the dust cover, this Glock 19. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it still has that momentary switching on the back. Yeah. You know, I can turn it to constant on if I need. Is the XC1 Bravo, is that the new XC1? Bravo's the higher output, yeah. Uh, so yeah, bump, it's 300 lumens. Uh, so it's got, a, yeah, it's got a crossbar on it for constant on. Yep. Uh, or if you do two flicks, uh, let me get here. I keep cycling it off there. Uh, so for, you can either do on the back, momentary, mm -hmm. and then let off of the thumb, light turns off, mm -hmm. same kind of concept. Or if I hit it twice. See, this is why I like multi-modes, right? Yeah. It's like a thing. So if I hit it twice, right, it's gonna yeah. turn constant on, just off the thumb. You could use trigger finger if you wanted to be able to do that. Yeah, right? you just have constant on. Like mm -hmm. Something convenient. Um, 
But realizing too, training with your kid, right? Yeah. Training with your guy. Realize batteries wear out, yeah. batteries run out. Um, you need to plus them up, make sure they're And bad. then, I hate to say it, uh, and spend a lot of time in, in doing law enforcement training and, and hearing feedback from multiple different agencies across the US, okay. is falling into this habit of, I'm not shooting the gun, but I am using the light on the gun. Okay. And what I mean by that is people communicating, you go over there, you go over there, or- You're Pointing your gun at people. Directing traffic. Okay. Right? Uh, turning this on constant, doing some paperwork with the gun. It's a gun, that's a gun. <laughs> people so should be doing this Back stuff. to levels of, yeah. These are all reasons that I've heard why officers weren't trusted to be able to have weapon mounted lights. Golly. And really yeah. falls back to training. Yeah. Uh, the one that I heard that was, I didn't know I was ever gonna hear it, was doing a distagnus check, doing a pupil check okay. on a suspected uh, DWI driver. Yeah. And the uh, and I heard it from this officer's commander, and the commander said, I can't trust our guys because they did a distagnus check <laughs> with the light. <laughs> so being a smart aleck, like yeah. I'm known to do, mm -hmm. I, um, I asked the commander if they at least got the stat yeah. And got the arrest. Okay. And the commander was not impressed with my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, really. It takes, whatever it takes to get the gun. <laughs> really, I mean, I mean, that's going to obviously be an improper use. That's horrible. I mean, I shouldn't even be laughing. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's, it's funny, though. It is funny, though. And so. But it also falls back to level of training. Absolutely. And so. So, to just real quick, to kill the notion for any of you guys, if you're wondering. Like, I have a light on my gun, why I need a flashlight? Yeah. All right, dude, you need a flashlight. <laughs> you need an admin flashlight. When you need to pull your light out Perfect. to light the ground for your client backstage or help get to the car in a dark parking lot mm -hmm. or illuminate something that's on the ground that they might trip on, dude, don't pull your gun out and use weapon light. Oh my God. Here's your flashlight. Right. Realize <laughs> a handheld light can be used in concert with, in concert with, yeah. you know, in concert with a pistol. Yeah. You know, you can do all your flashlight techniques that you might need to be able to do. Yeah. Handheld techniques with a pistol, but you can't use a pistol light for, for anything else. Yeah, exactly. Right. So this is where the flashlight again. This is first. This is in conjunction with. Exactly. Right? This is an additional option. Same thing goes for long gun, rifles and shotguns, mm -hmm. right? Use that. Now, a weapon light, you could say that that compressed ready or, or low ready position, that weapon mounted light is being used for navigation and receiving information as you're searching and clearing. Mm -hmm. um, and then if that target or threat comes up, now your light stays on, come up, safety off, on guns. Mm -hmm. That's not, that's gonna be a different role because now that weapon is being deployed, that long gun is being deployed. Right. And now that has that multitask. Yeah, and what has the right to be out too. Yeah, man, that's a perfect point. I'm not gonna use my weapon light on my rifle Unless I have to be doing my admin task. I'm not gonna turn the light on, put the rifle in the corner of a room to get umbrella lighting. I'm gonna take that handheld light and lean that in the corner, put that on the, put that on the bookshelf. Right. Use these different things. Little hacks, little <laughs> things that I've come up with over the years. and. I actually got this one from you, Byron. You got a little, uh, almost kind of key fob 
latch that you click into your belt. So you yeah. get just a little, little bit of light, mm -hmm. right? And something that I've since adapted and used is, I mean, quite literally just having a light on my Key keys. I mean, it's easy for, I mean, I use it for just about everything. Right. But when I'm traveling or working, I have that light draped over outside my pocket. And now I can simply just turn that light on, on low, medium or high, whatever my need be. Now, yes, is that gonna race right my pant and my foot and the ground around me mm -hmm. and be an identifier? It is, Yeah. but that's my intent. Right. My intent is, hey, I'm over here for client, for moving. Mm -hmm. If I need to use a little bit of light, I can quite literally reach down, articulate that light to point for where I need to be. Mm -hmm. Stairs, trip hazards, cabling backstage, all yep. kinds of things. You know, or I can pull this whole thing out of my pocket. Yeah. Or in a pinch, like I said, one is none, two is one. Right. That's not always for you. Sometimes it's your buddy. Yeah. Hey man, you got a, you got a spare light on you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's where man. I can disengage this and be like, hey, you're a whole new boy. Yeah, right? yeah. And they can, now they're using a key fob light. Right. Uh, well, they got a light source. Well, they have a light source. Client's not gonna right. on And I mean, EP. something I carry all the time too, and people laugh at me, but when I was talking about dystagnus earlier, about okay. that pupil twitch, not necessarily for dystagnus check, but also for a, for a patient check, for checking the eyes, is I carry a small pen light. Okay. I mean, that pen light, I don't even know if you'll be able to see the difference on camera, but the pen light for me is I'm using this in a medical capacity. Okay. Non-rechargeable. When the battery dies, you throw it away. Huh. It's got a pupil chart on it. But yeah. I'm using this because when you, you hear the whole window, eyes are the windows to the soul. Yeah. Well, eyes are also gonna be telling you uh, what the cost or what the customer, what the uh, what the patient is having problems with. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah, yeah. we jokingly call like packaging the customer. And it's like okay. that means get them wrapped up, take them to the hospital. Yeah, them. yeah. But having that little bit where I can tell what issues there might be for trauma, uh -huh. injury, uh, or it could be, you know, it could be controlled substance, but for yeah. the most part with your client or what else, Clientele. if you're gonna have issue, you're gonna be able to use a little bit of light. I'm not using, oop, I'm not using 1500 lumens to check eyes. Heck no. But, yeah. you know, I'm using something that's gonna be able to give me that little bit of registered knowledge. Heck yeah. So another kind of thing that got me sold on my surefire light for my EDC, there was that time in London where I saved the day because mm -hmm. I had light and I was all dialed then. But I had a client coming in in a helicopter and we're out in the boon in the dark, in the dark, dark, the actual dark somewhere, right? You are now the HLZ landing operator. This literally happened, bro. <laughs> and I'm yeah. sitting here no. and I'm like, anybody got a. Got a Kim light? No, of course no one had one. Pop Kim deploy. And, and it's like, the I mean, got those. Well, literally flying the, flying the helo and the client. You hear that rotor. Yeah, you're like, coming in over the hills, right? Down. And I'm like, okay, well, and, and they're like, hey, we can't see anything. We haven't lit the, the we haven't lit our space that we want to land sure. yet. Like we literally can't, we don't even know where you guys are. And I'm like, Hold, hold, get everyone to get your cell phone out and turn your lens, you know. Yeah, yeah, turn yeah, yeah everyone turn your cell phone lights on, right? <laughs> no, so I literally bust out my little, this guy. Yeah, it had to have been this guy. Yeah. Switch, switch that knob and start giving them the circle, you just know. Just give the lasso. Yeah, exactly. Just up. start running that lasso out there and that's just like, up. until, you know, she, so they circled a little bit and then they landed it right there in front of me and 
We're yeah, winning, I, bro. And I was I, like, man, that, that, I wish I, I should have wrote that down and sent that to, you know. No, I like it. It's like, hey, I did, a, dude, I did a visual right. lasso and, and a mod, or a, uh, impromptu HLZ. Right. You know, for, uh, for some peeps to land their helicopter, not get tangled up in a tree. Power lines. wire, yeah. I mean, wire is a killer in helicopters, yeah. man. That's You're the that's, a, that's the number that's one of the number one things. I mean, commercially uh, or helicopter domestic, really is wire. Damn, that's impressive. You don't see it until you're on. Because you imagine it, yeah. You just hit it now, we're yeah. in, and we're in it. One yeah, especially low light, no light, that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, funny ones too. Like I've had, I've been in. Uh, convention centers and the power goes out. Yeah. Now there's it emergency happens. lighting in convention centers, but it's on the walls. Okay. You know, so when you're in the middle of no place, nowhere yeah. in no place, <sighs> and now the power's out and everything's off, and yeah. all you have is the dull blue hue of monitors of people's laptops or cell phones and all that, and being able to move clients. Yeah. And just being like, hey, I'm not yeah. holding your hand, but I'm holding your hand. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or usually what it is, like, hey, just grab one little corner shirt. Yeah. You know, I'll walk as I'll walk as quick as you want to walk, kind of mm-hmm. thing. And uh, you know, if there's a problem, just be like, hey, grab one of the belt, like we're out of here. Yeah. Or it just, you know, grab like a football and say, here we go. Heck yeah. You know, if there's really a problem going on, I've had it before too. I was on a, a sailboat, uh-huh. and the uh, nav lights on the sailboat went off. Mm-hmm. Just lighting turned off. Uh, so now we're in a sailboat in the middle of the darkest one of the at, darkest places. Night, no one realizes it at, at night. night. Like and we were in a marina. Uh huh. And I just turned the light on, pulled my fly, my turn, pulled my surefire light out. Yeah. Turned it on constant on the sail. Uh, so it at least illuminated the sail of the like boat. Like an umbrella kind of. And now just this big sailboat sail mm-hmm. is illuminated. Awesome. So we didn't. We could have a little bit of ambient light that we could navigate and not crash into other. These are craft, right? Watercraft, um, dock. You know, yeah. mooring balls out the, out the middle, you know, that kind of stuff. But no one can see us. Mm. And we're under sail power, so there's no audio. There's no yeah, auditory. That's like, yeah, there's no So we're just, we're just a boat in the night, quite literally. Uh. So it's like, turn the light on, at least we know, don't crash into our vessel. Yeah. And then it was one of those, oh yeah, just a little wiring glitch, no big deal. Of course, no big deal. <laughs> well, I can swim, so like, yeah. if I had to. You're right. But you know, it's yeah. when everyone else is on board looking, you know, looking at each other with panicked eyes. Yeah. Say, hey, Amazon Prime delivers in one day. What are you gonna do right now? <laughs> what are you gonna do right now? <laughs> That's good, man. So yeah. in terms of like the handheld like yeah. conundrum guys, like how do you, you know, I don't wanna ask the question, like what would be one like to But what one? But like what is a guy gonna be thinking when he's like, all right, I need a handheld light for EP work or just for, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. if we're gonna go to it and just say just one, like you and I have this chat you know, some buy. time ago. Yeah, first first buy, they're yeah. expensive. Yeah, uh, you know, if we said that we got a little bit of budget available, um, I would really go back to that EDCL one t Okay. Like the one you've got. Yeah. Uh, it's compact, you carry this all the time in a pocket, this can go in a pack, this can be your headlamp. It's got the low for task. It's got right. the high output for further reaching or for it use, yeah. right? Yeah, you can use these in all your different handheld flashlight techniques, you mm-hmm. know, whether that be, uh, you know, Harry's technique, you know, to go traditional on it. Harry. If you want to use your uh, Surefire Rogers technique where you're gripping it in. Rogers. Neck indexing, you yeah, like that one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, or your FBI modified, I'm kind of out of frame here, but your FBI modified. Yeah. So, 
can't see me, I'm over here. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's quite literally one of those things. Get the light away from your body because yeah. we always say too, uh, in a fight, that light is a bullet magnet. I would imagine so. Right, so that vis side, yeah. we wanna make sure that, that we can get that away from our body. Yeah. Uh, and if you've got, I mean, it might sound simple, but in a stressful situation, if you've got one light over here and a pistol light right here, mm -hmm. Now the perception to the to the bad guy, I shouldn't say aggressor, but the bad guy is going to be two lights, two lights, maybe what two people, mean? what's what, splitting yeah. beams, what fighting. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of that too is going to be light and move. Okay. Right? So if you're actually using it in a fight, we don't go back to like what we started with saying this is going to be a headlight of my car. Yeah. It's going to be, okay, I look, I see something, I take that mental snapshot. This is where I'm going, that light off, and then move in darkness. Yeah. And be able to use that stepping off the axe. You know, there's all these different things. I mean, that light is a signature. That's what we did in the Marine Corps a lot. Yeah. If we were searching at nighttime with lights, it was just like, throw some light now, hard points of the room, boom, and then my light's off. I'm going to move into the next thing, right. and then throw some light where I think I need it. And that light's back off, and I'm moving around. I think the big takeaway and something to be easy, you know, especially from a, everyone's saying, where to train, how to train. There's, you know, a number of different uh, training companies out there. You know, not all are created equal. No. Right? You know, you know, I've traveled around and done training together and done training all over and, you know, independently. And you kind of find what trainer, instructor really kind of speaks the language to you. Uh, see thing, always finding that nugget. But what I like find a lot of times is if you can find like that kind of, that self-talk piece. And the, one of the biggest feedback pieces that I had uh, and getting some of that information is what, how would you hunt you is basically the way to make it nice. Okay. And if you were trying to do harm to you or harm to your client, mm -hmm. you know, or harm to your family, yeah. how would you attack you basically doing a threat assessment? Okay. Use an individual. Thinking the enemy's mind. Perfect. And the idea would be at that point, once you've made the, that distinction or, mm -hmm. and made that realization of what those problem areas might be, how do you further fortify that? Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of times, especially for EP, moving around, uh, new city, new location, everything's new. If you're the advanced, you see it more. Yeah. If you're the arrival team, you're seeing it fresh a lot of times with the client. Yeah. You, you've never been there before. You're taking it all right? at the same time. So if you know that the lowest position of light is going to be the best place to hide. That's where you look. And that's like, we're talking about digging the corners. Yeah. You know, kind of talking about CQB, CQC mindset. Uh, you need to look at that and see those different things. Now you can't just always be hunting for dark corners and turning your light on and finding it right. But figuring out too, where that is within that sphere, what layer that might be, mm -hmm. you know, from a problem uh, to yourself or a problem to client. Yeah. And that's where, you know, a lot of times we're, from a training standpoint, uh, flashlight tag. Yeah. You know, and obviously it needs to be in a controlled environment, talking about fighting in a vacuum or training in a vacuum. So flashlight tag. Yeah, what is this flashlight tag? Yeah, so when we actually did that on prompted training over at the facility a couple years ago, we did basically what's called flashlight tag. Okay. So what you need to do, obviously, secure an area. Yeah. And I'm not saying that any, everyone or anyone should do this. This needs to be in a, you know, in a focused space. But essentially what you do, especially if you've got same building, same space, same everything else, 
this all goes back to angles. Okay. You know, and you know, so if, if you didn't like geometry in high school, no, it's not that hard. No, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, but being understanding, hey, I'm further away from an entry space. If I turn on my light in this orientation, how much more or less of the room that I'm planning on entering do I see? Okay. How can I readjust myself to turn this light on? How can I see this corner as much possible before I get into this room and expose myself? So instead of being a heads up fight, now I've got command control, maybe I can get verbal, or I've got the drop. Yeah. Right. I see that toe, I see that shoulder, I see that hand yeah, from, got from outside. hands based on like the data that I was able to... Was Proximity and barriers. Yeah. So if you can do that with a team, uh -huh. and I'm not saying even downloading guns, quite literally using your flashlight. Everyone gets a light. Everyone gets to use their light. Okay, so right? they get to learn their light. So you're using your kit, you're mm -hmm. practicing with your kit, and it also falls on the person and say, make sure you bring the kit required for this job tasking. Yeah. And now you get to go hide in places. It doesn't have to be terribly crazy. You don't have to crawl in the attic and yeah. pull the insulation over you, right? right. That's not gonna be a standard search. <laughs> but if you even have just little micro areas, even something you can do at home, yeah. even something you could do as a fun thing with the, fun thing with the family. Yeah. Uh, and that's why it's not a gun thing, but it's, it's a what can you see, what have you realized, how long does it take to realize what you're seeing? Mm. And what I mean by that, to break that down even further, is Sam coming into this room. Mm -hmm. And I know it's a corner fed room. Yeah. And I know that hinges are interior and the doorknob is right side. So I know the door opens uh, inward, into the door. Into the right, right to left. So I know from the layout that more than likely is just an interior, you know, of a single, um, single family dwelling, two story, one story, whatever it might be, that if, as long as that door goes flush, there's no one hiding behind that door. Right. Right. I know I'm going to be able to see, since it's a corner fed, I'm going to be able to see the long haul. Mm -hmm. I know as I work my angle using my light, mm -hmm. how much I can see of the room before I make entry into that room. Uh, now, especially from an EP standpoint, yeah. of course you want to be looking at corners, looking at little alcoves and this and that, uh, looking up stairwells if you're going to be the guy on point. But you don't want to make it disjointed or you don't want to make it problematic for the for the client either, where you're the guy doing all this while stuff. While you're trying to move, while you're trying to get him. And really, you don't want to trip over your own feet, right? and you're not trying to draw more attention to yourself, and your primary concern is the protection and safety of your client. Right. right. So, but, so having that little piece where, hey, low light situation, that light is in hand. Yeah. You're able to throw a little bit of light in the corner. You already know what's there. Yeah. You're able to direct your point. You're able to communicate with a team member potentially. Yeah, yeah. Right. You're good. up on comms yeah. and saying, hey, I'm up on the second tier in row 32F and I'm on the railing and you look at the stadium and you're like, all it is is stairs and railing. Yeah. And what's tier one and what level are we on? Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, look to the foul, you know, foul ball line and three blinks on my light if you're up on comms oh, oh. and then bang three blinks of at least one, two, three, one, two, three, until they orient, like, okay, there you are. So And you establish that communication or in a club or in mm -hmm. a venue, like a concert. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be gigantic venue. Yeah. It can be a micro setting too. Yeah. 
right? It can be across a room mm -hmm. quite literally. Eliminating the drop, the right. rolling in, right? Um, on my light, you'll see where I'm standing. Because a lot of times, if you're if you're rolling in quick and it's low light, you're probably going to parking lights yep. when you make that final approach. Mm -hmm. You're not you're trying to reduce your signature. Yeah. But once you know you hit that that stop, you know it's going to be a guy with a light, quite literally just painting him or hitting ground. Hitting ground, yeah. And you know this this is the stop. Yeah. I mean, just like you'd see with a pit that's stop, like it. in racing, right? Yeah. Like yeah. The flag. Mm -hmm. Stop with the flag. Right? Yeah. That's where you're going to be. You know, I think a lot of the times too, when guys talk about kit and equipment and they want the smallest gun, I get it, concealability. I want the smallest gun possible. Uh -huh. This comfort. Yeah. But then you get to sh the shooting part. I want the biggest gun, gun possible, possible. So I get two hands on it. Yeah. Right? So I think sometimes when guys get down to a very small gun, and I'm like, well, how do I put a light on it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the issue that you run into is you can't. The real estate. There's you not can't. enough space on the gun. Or the light frame, is huh? so anemic that <laughs> is it really doing any work for you? Is it yeah. doing any good for you? I mean, so you run yeah. an external handheld or something. And that's where the handheld comes in. Okay. You know, so there's not, you know, there, you can find some subcompact guns that have a, a light option, but is that light enough? And really what I always play it to is, from my own mind, Yeah. can I effectively get hits on target at 25 yards? Okay. Okay. It's probably going to be the duty size. The litmus. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, now my single stack micro compact 380. <laughs> okay, I'm getting good hits at 10 yards, 15 yards. Yeah. But then really, is that 380? Is that really a work gun? Or is that a backup gun? Is that a right. pocket gun? Right. And is it a gym gun, you know? You know, and- I'm big on gym guns. Yeah, and for stashing them all around. Yeah. You gotta do that big lift and pull that gun. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He ain't catching me sleeping, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's the main thing. But you gotta find a gun that's doing enough work for you and doing a good job. Yeah. And for me, that's Glock 19. That's the Glock 19. And or at least that size. Yeah. Because that's right. it's a CZ P10C, you know what I'm saying? Per or P10 hybrid. It's a whole nother little way I'm saying. Uh, it's the F slide on the 10C frame. I call it the hybrid. I don't know what they call it. <laughs> And Byron's the first guy to tell you, I don't know all these numbers and letters things. I just know what it looks like. Yeah. And now he's throwing down some yeah. alpha numeric. It's true. I am the first guy to tell you. I know what it looks like. I know what it bangs like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying that one we had the other day. <laughs> you remember that one time? Yeah. So you got to find how much equipment you need yeah. to one mount. And, and really, to sum it all up, mm -hmm. is have the one lane. Yeah have a backup light. Both of those lights should work well mm -hmm. for your job tasking, whatever that might be. Right. So when I carry this little key fob light, I don't consider that to be in your light task. A second light. Yeah. This is just part of my keys. Yeah. I'm always carrying my keys. So maybe it's carrying another form factor, rechargeable something, mm -hmm. flat. Maybe I swap out for a multi-mode that always has an over the, the, the um, the dead man switch on the back. But having something that fits, carrying batteries, spare batteries, yeah. even if it's rechargeable, yeah. carry spare batteries in your pack or your mm -hmm. patrol bag, your go bag, or your duty bag, or, yeah. or if your bag, your, whatever yeah, it is, bag or if in your vehicle. vehicle if they're rechargeable, vehicle. have option for a rechargeable, or charging option for that battery available to you. Right. Because so many times that we'll just go out to a training day 
and one guy or some other guy. Someone's going to have battery issues. Someone's always going to be asking for something. Yeah. Their equipment's not going to perform the way that's expected. And it always turns into the excuse of the day. Mm -hmm. And what I always, for me to be critical, and if I'm that, the the guy in charge, Mm -hmm. I'm always looking hard at them Mm -hmm. and saying that today is a test of your skill and you're already failing. <laughs> we haven't even started, but yeah. you already shit the bed. You're being nasty. Hey, Ness, as we would say in the Marine Corps. Hey, Ness, I think I've been that baby. <laughs> now I know what he was really thinking. No, 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 no. Yeah, and I'm always, usually, like, oh, he's always so nice. I'm just quiet. Yeah, right. Uh, right. No, I am Strapped nice. in quietness. I, I am nice. Like I said before, doing good things for good people. Yeah, right? We wouldn't be here if we would. There's the other side of the coin, too. Yeah. That's, you know, that's bad people we don't we don't worry too much about that mm-hmm. uh but be ready for the job yeah 100%. because when we talk about natural disaster mm-hmm. we talk about terrorist events even mm-hmm. or even smaller attacks on principle i mean that's not small for you that's that's what's happening right now uh you know in that in that small moment like this is your problem yeah. this is only your problem to fix it and only what you have and your ability today is what's going to solve it Right. Would that be good, bad, or indifferent? Yeah. The multitude of those decisions, man. You're going to catch out on all that trash. Yeah. You're going to yeah. find out. <laughs> the quality yeah. of all that. Keeping it up. You know, I, I know sometimes, you know, a lot of times work gets in the way. Life gets in the way. I mean, the excuses get in the way. Yeah. And then again, it falls back to, hey, how fast? What's your one-shot draw? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, right. shit. But it is, it is that work-life balance. And it's like, okay, we got a timer, let's see what it is. And yeah. I mean, I'm the same guy. Right now, cold and on demand. Yeah. I'm, with, a, with a try to get at least a chest shot. I mean, get a, get a good hit on time. I'm a dry practice guy, Yeah, you know, and uh, and it's sometimes you're like, this is, you know, at first you're like, this is dumb. I used to go to the range and shoot. So we can't always go, go to, to the, the range. range. Costs money to go to the range. You know, and just doing fine manipulation things. I'm not saying it's fine motor skill. Mm-hmm. That's. That's a whole nother conversation, conversation. but you know, little things like, do I need two hands to turn this on? Can I use one hand? Can I, do I know that's going to take a turn and a half to get to the high setting? You know, what can I do with just manipulation, just holding things, grasping things, working things. And so, so from bottom up, start to finish, you need two lights. hundred percent. Two lights. (laughs) Yes. Two lights. Continue practice. Seek additional training. Get a light on your gun. Make sure you have a weapon that is a fight-sized weapon for me yep. and with you on that kind of. Yep. What I would say is, at minimum, it's going to be a medium-sized frame pistol uh-huh. with a universal rail that will accept either a standard or compact-sized light. Solid. And realize that's going to be a different holster, too. That is going to be a different holster. So, it's again, it's going to be an investment. Yeah. Now, there are some holsters out there that you can do gun-only, gun and light. Uh-huh. You can use the same holster all the time. Uh, a lot of times what I find, and I'm not saying as a general, just as a generality, usually if it does multiple things, it's not doing a good job of the one thing you need at the moment. That's true. So there's some new things out there that I'm interested in looking into, uh, but I haven't found any one thing that does all jobs very well. Very well. Yeah. So that's a purpose-built holster for a gun set up in this way and a light that's gonna work for this, you know, and then knives and medical and I mean, layers, stupid things. 
Yeah. Socks, clean socks. A clean shirt. shirt. Yeah. Sunscreen, you know, like all these little things. But if we really break it down to what you need for knowledge, and really that's what light is all about. The human being perceives and understands most of its information through vision. Uh-huh. If you don't have vision, you don't have knowledge. Yeah. If you can't see, you can't make a decision. Yeah. So if you're trying to do an identification, and now this turned into a fight, or potentially a shoot, and you don't make a PID, and you're loosing rounds, you're still in charge of all that. Absolutely. If you're the guy that you're in charge of holding this area or sector, and you're not doing a good job of seeing in all those corners, and you make a rash decision, or even worse, no decision, Right. and then now all of a sudden, that person is past your zone, now you either have to open up perimeter, or you have to collapse, or you have to hit the panic button, because now there's someone on property, Yeah. and it could have been solved by literally a flashlight mm-hmm. that you carried in your pocket all the time. It's like, come on. Yeah, absolutely. On. Little, there's just a little thing. Devil's in the details. Yeah, absolutely. And make sure your batteries are, get on a schedule for changing out batteries. Actually, that's a good question. Once should you yeah. change batteries? What should, yeah. What's a good like schedule battery change? I don't know. You know, I, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. So that's like the million dollar question. Because obviously, obviously you don't want to, so for a lithium battery, for instance, mm-hmm. it's not depleting unless, you have it, unless you're using it. Okay. Alkaline batteries, first time you use it, it's losing its battery potential every day until it dies. So that's why like alkaline batteries, yeah. you don't leave them in the this electronic device or that electronic device because you go back and it's an acid soup and that device is dead now. That's exactly, the device is dead and right. the batteries. Lithium cells don't seep. It's one of the reasons why Surefire chose lithium, non-rechargeable okay. cells. Uh, they last for 10 years. Even after 10 years, they're at 90% potential. Mm. Just can't be sold as new. Okay. So in 10 years, pull them off the shelf, they still 90%. You guys 90%. Be, uh, 10-year-old ones, you can just kick them down to your boy. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll realize too, and then even after 10 years, every year after that, they'll lose 10%. Okay. So for 15 years, that battery will still have a 50% lifespan okay. on it before you even put it into your light. Good to go. And that's if it's in a light on, has been used once or never, right? Rechargeable. So the biggest thing is, you say it's an hour and 15 minutes. There's no time, typically. Yeah that you're gonna have a light on constant for an hour 15. No. Not gonna happen. We're talking, yeah. So you're doing one Six second minutes. here. Yeah. Mill, you know, millisecond here. Mm-hmm. Walking second to, here. to their car or something is the 15 long. seconds. Yeah. Click it on maybe a minute max. Mm-hmm. So what I'll typically do, and the thing with LEDs too, is that energy is gonna to run to the highest potential possible, at least with Surefire products, because the PCBs, that power control on board. Okay. This can drop off a cliff. Okay. So it's going to run it the brightest possible until there's no word. Mm-hmm. There's no ramping down to say like, oh, it's really dim, I should change them. Yeah. So what I typically look at is if you're using this in a job role. Mm-hmm. No fail. No fail, must work, not a, oh, I need to swap out. Yeah. That primary light, you should be changing that. If you're, if you're working, you know, change too, day shift, swing shift, night shift. Yeah. Right, so if you're, an, if you're a night shift guy and you're out there walking, a lot of time, or doing a lot of work, uh, res side or or travel team. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's a it's a month. Every month you swap fresh battery. Okay. And then I see some guys mark their batteries. You know, do a single hash, and they'll throw those in for training. 
batteries. I'll okay. save them. Uh, for me, you know, it, you know, there's a small investment in the battery cell, but if it's a matter of win or lose, mm -hmm. I say junk it. Junk it, yeah. Don't be that guy either that hits up your buddy for another battery and then puts that your dead ass battery back into his box. You're, yeah, no, no, that's low don't, don't be that guy. Oh, I thought he maybe wanted it because there's like, it's not good enough for you. Yeah. It's not good enough for anybody to throw that trash away. Um, you know, the batteries, like I said, it's good for 15 years. Wow. Or it's good for an hour 15. Okay. Right, so I mean, like how What's much are you using it first? in between, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, monthly is usually a pretty good one for weapon lights, especially uh, if you're not, like I said, for Surefire Pro, if you're not using it, it's not running the battery. It's not trickling down. Okay. So what I would, what my thing would be is if you're maybe doing a, I hate to push it for a quarter, Okay. Like three months. Yeah, uh, I'm always kind of a monthly guy. Even my optics in my weapons, uh, weapon battery, uh, or I should say, battery in my optics on my weapons. Mm -hmm. You know, even if it's a three year, five year, whatever. If it's an actual use gun, mm -hmm. that's getting annual batteries. Just the cost is so minimal there. Rechargeables are kind of nice. So let's say it this way: you've got your primary battery fed, or I should say, you've got your your one battery is battery fed, you've got your one rechargeable. Use your rechargeables, rechargeable dies in your hand, stash it in the pocket, backup. use your backup. Yeah. Right? And then you know that this has been in use, so you can kind of cycle these. Sweet. A lot of times I won't run them, uh, I should say, sometimes you'll run into it and the battery is like, Just when was the last time I changed it? The battery's up. Battery dies. Uh -huh. You use it for the hour 15, whatever that what max was, was, and it is what it is. You actually made it that far. Okay. You're like, hey, and that's just, that's why you got more in your kit bag. But that's why also you have a secondary option straight away. Yeah. Solid. So, where we find it too from feedback, mm -hmm. you know, on, you know, for a lot of special operations with direct action mission, uh -huh. they're changing batteries on every run. Yep. That's how we did in the Marine Corps. Right? Every time. Every night. Mm -hmm. Or get them maybe multiple, and everything, multiple, everything is fresh batteries because the cost of again, what's your life worth? Yeah, that two dollar battery. Now, oh my night vision doesn't work. My nods, my nods turned off. Yeah, you do the long mission. Yeah, no. right. Now you're just supposed to follow cat eyes or like hang on your buddy's pocket. Like that ain't gonna work. <laughs> right? Or your your like your weapon lights. Like oh shit, I can't see well enough. I'm just gonna use up. I'm gonna work up my buddy's light. Yeah. Well, it's gonna work well enough until you're make, trying to make that critical shot. Or movement, mm -hmm. and now the light doesn't work anymore. Or you need to see something. And you Simple stuff. Place, Simple stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good to go, man. I I, I think that's a lot of light. I know it's a lot of, for that's, us to. That's probably the that's probably the most that everyone has ever heard about light. Yeah. You know, unless you've been through a light tutorial. Yeah. And this was keeping it at the everyday common man Level. language too. Yeah. Right? I don't want to get into all the. Uh, all the science of it, how mm -hmm. the human eye, the viscous jellies of the eye transfer through the lens, rods and cones, and <laughs> looking at photonic barriers and being able to utilize, you know, the color spectrums between IR and visual, pur you know, and purple okay. and the visual purple eye saturation and bleaching. Like that's, that starts getting into the, I need a dry erase board. Mm -hmm. And so like some stuff down. multiple, multiple days, right? That's, okay, a, that's cool. a lot of stuff. So the biggest thing is you need like carry mm -hmm. light. Carry a backup light. Mm -hmm. Know how it works. Yeah. Make and sure you can make sure you can read 
you can plus it up with new batteries. Yeah, heck yeah. And I like the beams that you guys have on your shirt. Sure. Like the, the shapes of them, like sure. on my EDC light, it's got a nice like focus. Yeah, so you've got that fixed focus beam for yeah. that penetrating beam, and you've also got your your defo diffuse corona. So that's gonna be corona. the bouncing light from there. Yeah, so mm -hmm. I dig that. I, that uh, with a lot of the other kind of like Sillyvillian-esque lights, I noticed the beams kind of like just not there like it is with these Sure. Guys. Well, these ones, it's it's on, it's off. Yeah. And whatever you need for a close-up, too far away, mm. task or fighting, mm. it's one beam. Boom. Done. That's up. So, all right, man. Well, thank you for all that. Thanks for Certainly. coming and hanging. Uh, my closing questions. I always like to dig Hit in me. and understand these Hit things. Uh, in like a 24-hour period, or do you have like a life ritual or uh, yeah, habit that you'd like to contribute that you think makes you a better person or better agent operator, really we're calling it today. Yeah, good. So I usually have a, a morning ritual uh -huh. and an evening, like go to bed ritual. Okay. Um, and, and the biggest thing is, um, even throughout the day, if I take off any piece of kit off of me mm -hmm. and place that, store that, secure that, um, if I don that, when I put it back on, I check status. 100%. So that's blasting lights, that's everything, right? Okay. It's chamber checks. Yeah. Uh, you know, making sure even even simple things, uh, like wiggling the brackets on holsters and sheaths. Yeah. Because that's I don't want to be the guy that I've got a hook and a screw head, and now guns dislodged, knives dislodged, wherever mm -hmm. that might be. Uh, in the mornings, uh, usually, you know, once I've gotten dressed, I start getting all my kit on. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's always consistent. Wallet goes here, light goes here, reload goes here, knife goes here, task knife goes here, mm -hmm. pistol goes here. Always getting a good drop. I mean, I got this from Master P, yeah. I mean, Mikey P. Yeah, so yeah, the, his thing was- Cash money, Mike Pannone. You got, <laughs> you got one, give yourself one minute mm -hmm. every morning. Yep. And this is something I'm like, this is perfect. Because there's always the, before I'd heard, you know, hey, and this we used to teach it, 10 to 15 minutes per time, two or three times a week, dry fire practice. Mm -hmm. And Mike's piece was, do dry fire practice every morning, one minute on what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. And it's perfect. I mean, it, it it's is. made a big difference. Yeah. Because it's not the, uh, you know, t-shirt this, snap shirt that. Uh, sometimes you might find on to it where it's like, man, I gotta start doing some more pushaways and some more pushups. Yeah. You know, where it's like, hey, this, you know, it's winter now. Oh yeah, I forgot jacket. It has to be this, this way thing, and this yeah. one and all that. So give yourself one minute and just that rep. It's not for speed, and you work into it. Yeah. But that way too, um, you know, throwing in there, seated position, all that kind of stuff. And you're a little warm. Charge up the gun. Mm -hmm. Make sure it's ready to rock. Yeah. You know, I do an annual swap on carry ammo, mm -hmm. uh, and I'll shoot through that every year. Uh, and that, that way, I'm plusing up. I'm not curious. Remember, you're you're loading and unloading that top two rounds mm -hmm. for that amount of time. They look worn. I'm tossing them up. Yeah. Right. So I'm not going to trust my life or the life of those I'm protecting, whether that be client or family, on me being cheap. Yeah, I'd be used primer. So if that costs, if that costs me 50 rounds a year, because I'm I'm to that degree, so be it. Yeah. Right. Uh, with that, once I've kind of done that that system check, ready check, all my equipment, you know, I make sure that. You know, we're, we're getting water on board. I mean, mm -hmm. the biggest thing, especially for me, a lot of travel, airplane mm -hmm. travel in the desert, uh, big thing is hydration. Yeah. So, I mean, it's goofy. 
I know it sounds I'm, simple. I, you won't see me without a gallon of water. But ever. but for me, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's equipment check, personal mm-hmm. check, hydration. Heck yeah. You know, at that point, ready for the day. I'm right there with you, man. Good. I dig it. That's good. Make good. sure your gear's wired tight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like don't forget, you're the one that's in charge of it. People are paying you to protect them. You know, like they're paying you. They're that's literally it. paying you to do this. That's it. That's an this honor. is your job. And they're looking oh, yeah. at you and they're like putting they're they're trusting their life, the lives of their family in your on you. Yeah, it's right. huge, man. It's just gigantic. So right. favorite quote, mantra saying. Yeah, the, the one of the quotes that always uh, stuck out in my mind, and I didn't want to I didn't want to slash it up, so I actually wrote it down, so I had a word Thank for you. word. But it's the future is no more uncertain than the present, and it was okay. actually a quote by uh, Walt Whitman. Huh. who was a uh, American poet yeah. in the 19th century. And that's always, you know, a lot of times where people, life change, uh, there's always kind of fear-based uh, concept or sometimes you see a fear-based society where people are scared of the future. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that, that just kind of always drives home. It's like, you're scared of the future. Here we are, bro. Here. <laughs> We're now in the future. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, so kind of making, a, making, a, making a joke of it. Yeah, 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 we're in the yeah, future. Yeah, it's one of those, you know, don't be scared of the future. It's like, and that's where when uh, Whitman said the future's no more uncertain than the present, then it's like, don't forget. It's how you, and the way I internalize that and the way I understand that is it's up to you. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get back. And that's why I'm so harsh, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. times, you know, when in the team environment yeah when guys are like oh you know shucks darn it and I'm like I took the time to make sure I'm good <laughs> yes burn them at the stake because stage. because you're important mm-hmm. I respect because you. the job's important because yeah. the client's important mm-hmm. and now it comes back to respect these for me mm-hmm. yeah and it's like well and it comes back to work product and like the way your brain works and like right. never understanding this little bit thin slice of your character unfortunately sure. Sure. And then you're acting like, uh, you know. Well, and I think and I think light finds light, yeah. right? I mean, uh, did I? Ah, yeah. No I pun intended. I love what you did. Though. No, that was <laughs> right. No joke. No pun intended. I don't want <laughs> that to be the. Look at this. That jerk. might be the time. Ram, ram, rambles for an hour and a half, <laughs> two hours, and then he gives me a dad joke. Uh, <laughs> no, but I think light finds light, yeah. and really, it's the. You know, you are, it goes back to grandma, you know, saying you are the company you keep. Yeah, that's the truth. I mean, that all, no, no, that's, that's what's happening. That's why we work together. It's and good we to go, kick it And we train together. Heck 100%. Yeah. Boom. And then, what are you up to these days? Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, on skahill underscore C. So there's uh-huh. last name, first initial, S K A H I L L. And I'm on LinkedIn awesome. for Skahill. So, Solid. no need for, other names or handles or anything like that. Like that. Yeah. My name. Boom. Right. Look him up. Look him up. He's our light guy. Good to go. Well, <laughs> many different things. Like, he's like an awesome trainer. If you get to the freaking uh, range with him, uh, good medical dude, good EP dude, good dude. Appreciate that. Solid Appreciate dude. That. Like, come through. Like, he, he's always wired tight. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's always got it. He's got it, he's got it figured out. And good. if you can't figure it out, he can probably figure it out. Good anyway, to go. man. Well, heck yeah. Thanks Again. for having this time with you, brother. Good Appreciate stuff. you. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank See you. See you out there. Boom. Boom.
time and to support this podcast, go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com and contribute to our Patreon account. That Patreon account is what helps me make this podcast possible, contributing to this brand, what we're doing here, making it so that I can bring better guests on, making it so that we can plan more events and just expand the contribution to the private security industry and also to make an America a safer place by teaching people how to protect themselves and the mindset behind that, the lifestyle behind that. You guys are already killing it. $1 a month. $5 a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, whatever you can do that you know you would probably just lose in the mattress anyway or spend on McDonald's. Hey, you want to put it towards something that's going to good use? Put it towards a podcast and get involved in our, our Patreon account at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. And if you want to find me, that's byronrogersmotivation.com. Um, you know, do whatever you can, contribute whatever you can to that Patreon account because it makes all of these things possible, ladies and gentlemen. So much love. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and thank you for making those contributions. You guys rock. We're already doing amazing there, and it's just because of you guys. So thanks once again for those contributions. Boom. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's Byron Rogers Motivation. Com, and I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all, stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.